You're listening to The Collected Podcast, bringing you inspiration and resources to help you discover and live from your truest self. Follow along on social media at Collected Workshops, and be sure to visit thecollectedpodcast.com for show notes and to learn more. The Collected Podcast is brought to you by the Gebhardt Sleep Group at Baird Financial, delivering personalized financial advice that helps clients reach their long-term goals. Visit gebhardtsleepgroup.com or see our show notes for links and to learn more. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 10 of The Collected Podcast. I'm Tia McNelly. I'm Michaela Hooper. And I'm Jess Biondo. This week, we have Meredith McDaniel talking about her new book, In Want and In Plenty. And we adore Meredith. We know her because she's local to us. Um, She's a counselor in the area. Her practice is called Milk and Honey, which will make more sense to you Mm -hmm. as you listen to this episode. She shares so much of the the meat of her book um, and her own story and experience. And I know that you guys are going to love this interview. Hey, Meredith, welcome to the show. Um, to get started today, why don't you just give us a little introduction to your book and the heart behind it? Sure. Thanks for having me. It's so good to be with all three of you. Um, Well, my book is called In Want and Plenty, and it's waking up to God's provision in a land of longing. And, you know, I long and ache and yearn a lot in life, and um, I think some other people might too. And Mm -hmm. so when I sit with counseling clients or friends um, or even some family, um, I've started to see this pattern of people kind of unraveling under the pressure um, that they carry um, in their own story and also in the lives of people that they're really close to. So the book is really um, just starting to help people delve deeper into their story and to look at that in the light of um, the grander narrative, um, really, that is the gospel. And so I do that through looking at Exodus and kind of paralleling our life with that of the Israelites and um, just how that really is foreshadowing for our whole life here on earth as we long for heaven. Absolutely. That is where God has had me in the word lately. So it was so on time. Wow. Your book launch was like the exact right thing at the right time for me. I love hearing that. That's amazing. (laughs) As you were saying that, I'm very curious to know, as you were writing this book about these themes, did you see them surfacing in your life in very specific or new ways or kind of challenging ways as you're, as God's teaching you about it to share with other people? And what did that look like? Oh, I love this question. So yes, I feel like the word provision is a word that God's really had to reclaim for me mm. because it's something that um, I just think has a lot of negative connotations. You know, like if we're a really good person or a good Christian, then we're going to get what we, you know, are asking for mm. in our minds, what we think is best for us. And um, it was really crazy this fall, right in the middle and the thick of all of my edits, you know, they were due in um, probably November, December, about October, we found out we had mold in our crawl space in our mm. house. And it was just one of those times where, one, worst timing ever, because I'm working on finishing up a book. Um, But second, you know, we work full time um, with Young Life, with the high school ministry locally. And, um, you know, we're on a full time ministry salary and income, and I just work part time with counseling. And so provision was exactly Mm. what I was already wrestling with. And then again, the Lord was going to say, okay, here, here's something else that you can learn to trust me with. And so really, and honestly, the provision from writing this book ended up being the provision for the remedy for our mold for our house. Really? Wow. Yeah, painfully and beautifully so. Um, 
so yeah, that the message of this book is continuously being unfolded for me and mm-hmm. for my family um, in big ways and in little ways every single day. Yeah. Wow. So as you kind of look back over your own story, where do you like, where, what are the parallels that you see between the Israelites and your own story? Sure. Well, you know, it's crazy how they're such an entitled and like mm-hmm. grumbling, complaining people. <laughs> I right? want to shake them. I yes. know. And then I want to shake myself. Right. right? <laughs> I mean, I love your question because um, it's so easy. And I'll just speak for myself, but I have a feeling everyone in here can kind of relate that um, when we start to look at our life, we have all these plans that we think they're going to um, unfold a certain way, and then they just end up, you know, things pop up. I talk a lot in the book about different um, losses and some grief that I've kind of walked through in life, um, anywhere from, you know, diagnoses with um, friends all the way to uh, marriages that are kind of falling apart and just other family issues and the whole gamut, like everything in between, pretty much every hot topic. And so I've just really seen God's hand as I look back, um, but also look at my life right now and then look ahead into the future um, of how he is, um, just how he did with the Israelites in Exodus, meeting me and meeting the people that I'm close to um, in our story continuously over and over and providing exactly what we need every single day. um, And really through the form of manna, which is kind of this metaphor that I unpack. So yeah, talk more about manna. Mm-hmm. So I, I love um, when my kids come out, you know, and there's like dew co- covered all over the ground and they all have these different, you know, reactions based on their personalities. Like, oh, there it is. And like one of them's already got some like in its mouth, you know, like, <laughs> oh, that's amazing. I want to try what this stuff is on the grass. So I imagine that it was like that for the Israelites when they were kind of coming out of their tents mm-hmm. in the desert and they were, you know, um, longing for the promised land. They weren't there yet. They had a long way to go. And all of a sudden there's this substance that actually translates to mean, what is it? You know, so they're asking that question, like, God, what is this? And we we do that in our own lives too. Um, But he gave it to them every single day, you know, just enough for every single day. Um, And then they start grumbling. They want quail. They don't just want manna. They want more than that. Um, And we do that in our own life too. So I kind of unpack that metaphor throughout the entire book. Yeah. And you kind of have this idea of manna moments. So you kind of are calling people to recognize Man of moments in their own lives. So my question for you is what like today, this week or this past weekend was a man of moment for you? Yeah, well, I've been doing a lot of traveling lately. And so this past week specifically, we got to go to the beach and really generous family let us go and stay at their beach house. And um, it was just exactly what I needed just to look my kids in the eye, to be with my husband, to be with some of our friends from Young Life and um, just really be with him. I think, mm-hmm. you know, we're always craving all these different things in the world. Um, but what we're really actually yearning for um, is him yeah. and his mm-hmm. his presence with us. Word. And it's mm-hmm. always there, you know. It's, yep. We have to unearth it and find it sometimes in the midst of our circumstances. But um, he's always there. That's so true. Mm-hmm. I think it's so cool that you talk about your kids and their different responses to the do. Yeah. And how we can learn so much from one another and just how we respond to God's presence in our lives. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I think it's difficult to, because we can get so fixated our, on our narrative that we we actually, we miss what God wants to speak through somebody else's narrative. But even you talking about your kids, I'm like, wow, like how sweet that the Lord, like he, grace, he graces us 
and, you know, throughout the day with just little things like that to remind us like how beautiful somebody else's narrative is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think, you know, that's when we get stuck and paralyzed in our story is when we can only see what's right in front of us. Mm-hmm. For sure. Right? Mm-hmm. And we start to look up and, mm-hmm. you know, my pastor says this a lot at our church, like if we can just look up and look around and see other people's stories. I mean, I love, you know, when people say that, I forget the quote, but, um, you know, that everybody's carrying something mm-hmm. and everybody has a story, basically. Um, when we start to really see that and ask God for a lens to see into people's other narratives, mm-hmm. um, it really does give us a new, fresh perspective, not only mm-hmm. about our own life and what we're struggling with, mm-hmm. but how we can love and serve other people too. Yeah. I bet you run into that a lot in your counseling practice. I do. I hear stories all day long and it's, (laughs) it's such a gift to get that front row seat. Um, it can also be, you know, heartbreaking and it's something that I kind of have to hand back to the Lord as soon Mm -hmm. as people walk back out of my office, um, just to say like, this is not for me to carry. This is for, Mm -hmm. you know, God, you keep doing your work as people walk out of here. But yeah, I hear a lot of stories, the whole spectrum of um, what's going on in people's lives. So yeah. And especially just that idea of getting paralyzed by your own story. So was that sort of an issue that triggered you to write this book? Yes. So about seven years ago, um, all my kids were really, really little, and I just started my counseling practice. And again, we were still in Young Life staff and kind of just barely making it every month, you know, financially. And um, then we threw in some hormones in the mix of all of that. They were really imbalanced and not where I wanted them to be. Um, Mm. So I really started experiencing some postpartum anxiety, Mm -hmm. um, which I think gets overlooked a lot in our culture. Um, You know, we just think moms are just overwhelmed and they'll just get through it and people suffer in silence. Um, When in reality, that's the time we need to lean into our community Mm -hmm. the most Mm -hmm. and just say, you know, I feel overwhelmed. I feel anxious. I feel depressed. Um, I love my kids. I love my family. You know, I love the people around me, uh, but I'm not myself right Mm -hmm. now. Yeah. And so that is, that was the seed of this book, you know, Um, being able to verbalize that to other people and lean into my community in a new and fresh way. So powerful, Mm -hmm. super powerful just to be upfront with that and to be transparent about our own our own process and our own struggle. I know a lot of new moms feel like they're living in this this little bubble. I was actually just talking last night during um, during the Super Bowl. We're recording this right after the Super Bowl, but that that bubble of of new motherhood, right, and feeling so alone. No matter how many play dates you have, no matter how many other moms you're talking to, it can be just such a really lonely time. And so to have someone call that out and say, guess what? This is actually pretty normal. And it happens to a lot of people It does is empowering for women to reach out for help. So thank you for being sure. open about that. That's huge. And it might not even be just mothering, right? Like you True. can fill in the blank for whatever right? kind of pain you're carrying behind the closed doors. Um, we don't need to broadcast it to the whole world necessarily, mm-hmm. but um, God does use our story, right, mm-hmm. to impact other people. And so whatever pain um, or grief or loss people are carrying, I think it's really important to find a few friends that you can um, kind of open up with and find healing with. This week, we continue to be so thankful to be sponsored by David Gebhardt uh, with the Gebhardt Sleep Group of Baird Financial. And they have been so faithful in not only sponsoring us and allowing mm-hmm. us to be on the air, but helping give us advice confidential advice yes. about how to get our finances in order and what to be doing with our money. And it's helped for me anyway, shift this idea that 
my money isn't just for me. It's about my legacy or allowing, you know, harnessing my money in a way that allows me to be open to what God may be calling me to. Yes. So that I can give him my yes and not always have to worry about the financial implications of that because I've prepared for it. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, a lot of us were probably brought up... um, with with different perspectives on money, but some of us maybe with without a healthy view of money. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's what I really appreciate about Dave and his team is that they are committed to helping us kind of craft our, our perspective mm-hmm. on money and how we can use money as a tool for God's kingdom. Yes. Yeah. yeah not looking at it separate from the work of the kingdom. Yes. Dave is a strong Christian and yes. he weaves that into his, his business. And yeah. It's, it's a creative outlet. I love it. Yeah, it's so good. So don't don't let fear hold you back and um, contact Dave and let him know how he can assist you in um, growing your finances so that you're in a place where you can bless those around you and have freedom to say yes. You know what's great about Dave too? As a collected podcast listener, you can just call or email him and mm-hmm. ask him a question with no obligation. Yeah. He's he's a resource available to you right now. He wants to hear from you. So please give him a call or email. Check the show notes to find his info. You mentioned in your in your book um, just about the Israelites finding their voice in desperation. Yeah even as you were in that place and you finding your voice, what did you discover about God and like why it's so powerful for us to actually cry out? Why does that matter to Him? Well, it's interesting. I think that God started using not only scripture, but also like music and books and, and you know, just all different kind of art forms to reveal Himself to me in lots mm-hmm. of different mediums and different ways. So He was not only using other people's voice um, and his voice through them, right? Um, But then it was meeting me in the midst of my struggle. Mm -hmm. And so that really sparked me wanting to write. Yeah, And I remember my husband like really quickly one day saying, uh, I think you're going to write a book one day, you know, because I was already (laughs) like blogging or something. But like I had had never thought about a book really, honestly. And um, it was just such a cool picture of, um, yeah, God saying like, your voice matters, even mm-hmm. if you're struggling, you know, like I'm a counselor, I'm basically like a pastor's wife, like, you know, right. young life staff wife and like, I should have it all together. Right. <laughs> <laughs> As we all look at each other and laugh and roll our eyes, like, but I believed that. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden for me to be in a desperate place and to find my voice there, um, over the past 10 years, it's really been a process of me realizing, okay, like I need to share this with other people. Mm-hmm. I can't just hide. Like that's mm-hmm. my tendency is to hide. <laughs> right. Um, but God sometimes calls us out of hiding mm-hmm. in so order true. to be vocal and share in whatever way he's calling us to share. Mm-hmm. Now you're a hope writer. When did you find hope writers? Yeah, I was from there from the very beginning. Nice. Yeah. Um, it used to be called Hopeology and there oh, was yeah. like this where you're around yeah. them. Well, I knew, about, knew it, about it, but it? I, wasn't, I wasn't a member yet. Yeah. And then they became more focused on writing. Um, but there was a writer's barn down at Michaelin's, the Nesters, mm-hmm. um, you know, just near Charlotte. And I was part of that. And there was just a small group of us with Emily Freeman and Krista Wells. I don't know if you guys are mm-hmm. familiar with her music. Um, and yeah, that's where a lot of the seed of this book started. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. And it's been really neat to watch 
the Hope Writer family kind of envelop you and lift you up and push you forward. That's been a really cool experience. If you don't know what Hope Writers is, you need to Google it right now. Yes, you do. (laughs) Or reach out to me. (laughs) Go listen to our episode with Brian Dixon. There you go. He started Hope Writers. That's right. He did. And he talks (laughs) a lot about starting with your people, which (laughs) I feel like is, you know, a lot of y'all's listeners are probably, um, you know, we all have people in our life that we interact with every single day. Yeah. And sometimes we think we need to like go get on big stages or, you know, do something big when in reality, I mean, even now that I'm a published author, like what it looks like for me is like being with people in person every single day and having conversations right. and hearing about their story. So yeah, you've got a little indie book tour going yes. on. That's so fun. I'm so excited. It starts this week in Davidson. So. I love it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're going to be at Main Street Books in Davidson, right? Yeah. I can't mm-hmm. wait. I love That's that shop. So perfect. Mm-hmm. That's so great. It's Actually, good. the day your book released, I went in and like saw it on the shelf. It yeah. was fun. <laughs> oh, they've been such great supporters. So it's been That's awesome. So great. And right. I saw it at Barnes and Noble the other day. It's yeah. very fun to just mm-hmm. see what the Lord has done through you. Yeah. It's so cool. It's definitely a trust process, you know, to see like where he wants things to go. And I think that's true for all of us, you know, whatever he's calling Mm -hmm. us into, Mm -hmm. he's going to take it where he wants to take it. And then we just kind of get to follow along. Yeah. When you said you never really set out to necessarily write a book, it's not something you thought you would do, but since you gave God that yes and have started sharing your story, what surprising doors have you seen him open um, since you gave him your yes? Yeah. Well, I mean, I definitely think being able to um, to meet lots of different people through podcasts and really these bookstores, I'm really excited about because so many different kinds of people go in indie bookstores. And mm-hmm. I just think that it's so fascinating to interact with people that are different than me yeah. um, and have a different um, view in life, different background. Um, so I think that's been one of the neatest uh, parts of this whole journey. And then just really meeting a lot of new um, authors and musicians through the process too has been really um, such a gift to me and really mana for me. I use that phrase a lot. Like we get to be mana makers in the world. And, um, you know, I, I think that God um, made us to co-create with him. And this mm-hmm. is, we get to do it Amen. all in our own way. You know, yes. there's room for all of us and there's abundance in that. It's not, oh, she's doing this and we compare ourselves. It's more, we all have something to offer. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. Well, and talking about being co-creators, you are a big proponent of creative writing. Yes. So can you share with our listeners a little bit about your process in creative writing? Sure. Well, it's funny. A lot of Christian writers these days are really wanting to do memoir. And um, we get really stuck again on our story and our stuff. And when I first um, started writing my book, that's what I did. You know, I I got lost in all my details and um, it was just all about me, really, you know. And um, very quickly, my editor said, hey, let's try to, you know, get a little more creative with this and let's do some narrative nonfiction. And I was like, what is that? Tell me more. (laughs) And so um, it was one of my favorite things was sort of crafting together like multiple composite stories. So there's like a disclaimer at the beginning of my book that nobody's actually my client. You know, there's like a blending of, of mm-hmm. stories. Um, but I loved writing those, like down to what people were wearing and what their eye color was and all of that. Um, there's been some really great books along the way. Like I love Adorning the Dark by Andrew Peterson that just came mm. out. Um, of course, Bird by Bird by Emma yes. Mott and um, Annie Dillard's stuff about writing. I think whatever it's called, The Writing Life. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's been really... Um, Gosh, their processes of writing and mm-hmm. me figuring out, like, I'm not crazy as, I, as I'm trying to do this. <laughs> I always said, like, my life was never going to accommodate me writing a book, and that was very true. 
Um, I think one of the most surprising things about it all has been um, when I was actually writing the book. Um, it felt like this kind of spiritual battle, and um, God really started showing me um, how He was going to just surprise me every day. So there were days where I would just start like, I don't know, like writing poetry or writing like random songs, and I'm not really a songwriter at all. Um, or I would want to get up and like move, you know, and like like hopefully nobody's watching out the windows <laughs> or through the windows. Um, and so it like compelled me to worship. That's mm-hmm. so cool. Which was not something I was expecting. And I think that God was just continuously showing me like I am doing this work through mm-hmm. you. Like this is not you doing it. Um, so you're going to worship me as we do this, and we're going to do this together. Mm-hmm. And so it's a really beautiful partnership getting to do that. That's beautiful. I just think it's so cool that you, the like the manna that God was like providing for you every day, Mm -hmm. like actually it actually produced manna for somebody else. Whether it was for you, like manna from God giving you something, or you then being able to take what He gave you and it becoming manna for somebody else. And that's that abundance, right? It's, yes. Yeah, like it's so cool. It's so and, good. And surprising you with that. Mm-hmm. Like he's like, okay, well, we're going to, I'm going to do this and you're yeah. going to like dance or you're yeah. going to yeah. write. Or you're, you're like, gonna, what's happening? I'm supposed to focus. <laughs> but I think like he's so good like yes. that. And if we, if we're open to like even getting outside of our box, the box yeah. that we create for ourselves and for others. Yep. We get we get to be surprised, mm-hmm. and I think I mean it's it's a beautiful process if we're willing to walk it out, yeah. uh, even in the midst of the challenge. I think staying yeah. surrendered to that is a challenge mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. because you know I think some of us may have stifled those urges. Like, no, I'm going to focus. I'm not. Yeah. You know, getting up to dance right now feels like procrastination. And so kudos for pressing into that. There was always a reward because that would happen. And then I would uh, sit down and then a whole chapter would come out. And I was like, wow, I've been trying to do that for two weeks. That's amazing. I just needed to move. I just needed to listen. It's Um, almost like a tithe of time in worship. It's beautiful. Yeah. So if, as we wrap up, if there's like one piece, the one bite of wisdom that you want to leave our listeners with, yeah. Or something that you've been dying to share, because I know you've been doing the podcast rounds yeah. that you haven't been able to share. Whatever it is, the stage is wide open for you. What would yeah. you say? Well, I just, I have a heart for people that are, um, I have a heart for people that feel like they're not enough mm-hmm. and feel like they've just had enough. And um, that was me, you know, mm-hmm. seven years ago before I started writing this book. And so I think I would just say to them, you know, yeah, like this world's never going to be enough for us. Mm-hmm. You know, what we're craving and what we're longing for is bigger than us and mm-hmm. bigger than what we can, you know, kind of muster up. Even, you know, if that's, um, you know, in the midst of anxiety or depression or whatever it is for you, um, the, the true life and peace is going to be found um, in our ultimate manna, that capital yeah. M manna in the form of Jesus as a person um, and his spirit. And so, um, yeah, if you're struggling today, I would just say, like, look to him, whatever that looks like for you mm-hmm. um, in whatever form. And it and get out of that box. That's good. <laughs> Don't stay in the box. Try to find some creative <laughs> ways to connect with him and mm-hmm. slow down. That's good. Awesome. 
Man, thank you so much for coming and being with us in person. It's so nice to be able to look you in the eye and hear all these awesome words from you. Thanks for having me. You bet. It's a gift for me. (laughs) One thing that I love about Meredith, because there's a lot to love about her, but she is a well Mm -hmm. of goodness and wisdom and just the revelation that she's gotten from the Lord and from her life, from her kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then she she puts it into practice. Mm-hmm. Like you can just, you can hear it. Um, I know as you read her book, you'll see mm-hmm. um, just how, how much time she takes to really apply the things that God's showing her. Absolutely. So, you guys have to follow her on Instagram. Yeah. It really is like food for your soul. Um, mm-hmm. She's an artist at heart. I just love her creativity and her creative process. Such a sweet soul. Mm-hmm. In there, when she was sharing about her struggles with postpartum depression, and we kind of got into that conversation, I kept thinking about a resource to local Charlotteans in the Charlotte area. Um, my friend Jamie Eastley has a program called Stronger 360, and it's Strong Her, H-E-R. Yeah, yeah. And it focuses all on helping women through pregnancy and postpartum. And um, if you're struggling with postpartum depression, it's just this great community to help women through that. Um, And so we'll link to that in the show notes and everything. Um, You can find Jamie on Instagram and um, she has the website, but it's just an amazing resource and just to know you're not alone and there's help out there. That's Mm -hmm. exactly what I was about to say, Jess. If you are a new mom and you're struggling with anxiety or depression or or just that isolation that comes with a new baby, you are not alone. Mm -hmm. And if you need to be reminded, feel free to reach out to us. Hello at collectedworkshops.com. We would be more than happy to just encourage you and, and be with you. Mm -hmm. Just be present because we know that that's, that's a tough thing to struggle through, but awesome resource, Jess. Yeah. 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 And Jamie's amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, And if your babies are, you know, much older now, maybe 12 to 19 <laughs> and they are females. Yes. And we also have another resource for you oh, yes, mm-hmm. we called do. Collected Camp. Yes. And we officially have our dates for this summer. Mm-hmm. Um, Tia, what are those? June 15th through the 19th. Yep. Um, so check it out. It's an amazing resource for young girls to help them be rooted in who they're created to be and start to, to discover who they're created to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know if I had started that much younger and had yeah. a resource like this, I could have maybe saved myself some heartache in my 20s. For sure. Um, so we just want to pour into young girls and um, show them God's love and help them be confident in who they are. Yeah. 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 Registration opens March 1st, but if you know you want your girl there, there's a price tag on a spot today. You can, (laughs) you can pay your hundred dollar deposit with a simple email address um, and say, I want dibs on one of those spots and complete your registration later, but you can absolutely go ahead and claim, (laughs) claim a space for your girl or girls um, because space is limited, mm-hmm. but we love it that way because that means we get to pour in mm-hmm, to each of yeah. these girls on an individual level. And the the transformation that we see in these girls over the course of a week of being with them, some of them coming out of their shell, 
others taking social cues and understanding better how to interact with one another. Um, we've had girls who have remained friends, mm-hmm. um, who have come every year mm-hmm. and who have started businesses. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. If yeah. you guys listened to um, Andy Squire's episode in season one, his daughter, Elliot, started a macrame business following mm-hmm. um, Collected Camp last summer. Yeah. And it has been incredible to watch her. She sets up at some of the same shows as you, Jess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see her on town at the pop-ups, and she's just crushing it. She inspires me. That's amazing. She's yeah. amazing. And what is she, like 14? Yeah. 15 maybe? High school? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah it's awesome. It's so cool. Anyhow, so. please check it out. Collectedworkshops.com slash camp is a great way to go ahead and get all the information. Mm -hmm. And one final plug for ourselves. If you love our show and what we're doing and just want to support us financially, um, you can become a patron. Visit patreon.com slash the collected podcast or collectorworkshops.com slash donate. If you just want to throw us a bone and support what we're doing, we so would appreciate it. So you guys have an awesome week. We love you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to The Collected Podcast. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review. And if you like what you've heard, we'd love it if you would help spread the word. Check back here for weekly episodes dropping every Thursday. You can follow Collected on social media at Collected Workshops. The Collected Podcast is also on Patreon at patreon.com slash thecollectedpodcast. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Become a patron for as little as $1 a month to gain access to bonus content, early bird ticket sales, exclusive contests, and more. You can also find Tia at Tia McNelly Notes, Jess at Spreza Foundry, and Michaela at The Creative Space NC. Collected proudly supports and partners with Flourish Kenya, a nonprofit working to prevent and support unplanned adolescent pregnancy in rural Kenya. Learn more at flourishkenya.org. The Collected Podcast is brought to you by the Gebhardt Sleep Group at Baird Financial, delivering personalized financial advice that helps clients reach their long-term goals. Visit gebhardtsleepgroup.com or see our show notes for links and to learn more. The Collected Podcast is recorded and edited by Jacob Early. Music is by Asaf Alon.